Welcome back to the Snack Walls Podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what is it you do. Thank you, Mike. Uh, my name is Andrew Hill. I am a performance management um, supervisor within the homeless services industry. Um, what I do on a day-to-day basis is look for ways to um, make the performance management and the management of contracts and programs um, more efficient and provide better means of communication. A lot of that is in technology, whether that's consulting with our IT team for apps and applications for providers, um, or it's within the team just looking at different applications or softwares to improve the way that we communicate information. Okay, I like it. So I'm hearing from some folks that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts? When I reflected on uh, really the mission that you have um, in terms of apprenticeships and bringing people in to have meaningful experiences working, the word that kept popping up in my head was intentionality. Um, thinking about uh, college, thinking about high school, one of the changes that really was never substantiated was the lack of a career day. Um, our are agencies, are teams intentional about connecting with the people that they want to work in their space? So if you're looking for diversity, honestly, um, then I think it's about bridging that gap by going to the places where people are doing the work or people have that interest. Right. So you got to be there is what you're saying. You got to show up. I like yes, it. indeed. So <clears throat> what do you think about the push to remove? You mentioned uh, college there the requirement for CS degrees for like software engineering roles. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Uh, I come from a liberal, liberal arts background. Um, and with that concept, it's an understanding that even my mentors didn't have degrees in the field in which they are necessarily working. Um, you want to find someone who has a balance, a greater understanding of the things that not only are within your field, but around your field, because, so much of what we do uh, is interconnected in, a, in, an, in an impressive way um, that can only be a testament to today. To today. Um, it's an opportunity to find someone who has a different perspective and when they learn the same skills, when they learn the same um, technologies, are able to apply it in a new um, pathway. Um, so limiting yourself to someone just because of the degree they have um, doesn't make as much sense today when so much is available um, in terms of talent, in terms of information. I agree. We want to expand the funnel, right, and reach more folks. And I think when people have those transferable skills, then it adds something new in the mix rather than everybody kind of looking the same, coming off the same, you know, factory college pipeline. Like mm -hmm. every once in a while we have a widget that looks a little different. You say, oh, what do we do with this one? And then it brings some novelty to the, in a different perspective uh, to the table. So I like that. Um, do you think an apprenticeship model would work in like tech roles? 
I certainly think it would work in, in tech roles and really across the industry. Um, when we're thinking about intentionality, you want to bring in somebody in a way that they're able to be hands-on. That's another thing that's lost um, from early education is this understanding that people have different learning styles. Um, what happens to the kinesthetic? People need to be hands-on with the things that um, you would like them to do, especially the things that you want to do well. Um, in that way, um, in the same, same way that you have so many technologies available, so much information available, an apprenticeship provides the direction necessary for somebody to step into a specific role. Um, I can't tell you how many different ways you can do video editing, how many different ways you can do text editing, or uh, there are too many apps to be an expert in all of them. Um, so if I step into a space where they're using a particular feature or a particular application, um, that's going to be what I am best at because I'm getting practical experience. Um, the reason why in my work I'm such an avid user of Microsoft Publisher, for example, is because when I worked at the administrative office at a community college, we did the, co the course catalog in Microsoft Publisher. I got hundreds of pages of experience um, right. because someone thought it was meaningful enough and useful enough that we should be using it. Um, and because of that, I'm much more of an expert and I'm now uh, handing that information out to anyone who's interested. Nice. So <clears throat> what advice would you give to companies that are looking to retain diverse staff? So once they get them in, what would, what do you suggest that people do to make sure people stay and they'll just like head right back out the same to where they came in? <laughs> uh, well, it's a two-parter, and it, it certainly speaks to the questions we've already um, covered. Um, if your funnel is too thin, then the need, the pull from the general market is all the, all the greater. Um, there's, no, there's no one who can fill the role um, that everyone needs because we're all looking at the same person, and therefore um, we're cutting ourselves short. Um, as we look for new people, as we look for a broader experience and bring people in to learn these things, um, we're building homegrown talent. Um, so if we're being intentional about the way that we bring people in, um, and then once they're in, showing investment, and I think apprenticeship is a great way to do that. You're building a connection with someone who's an expert in the field um, and can bring that person along to be also an influencer, not only in the company culture, but um, in the broader industry. Um, what keeps me where I am is that feeling of community. I, I've been at my agency for going on five years. Um, I've had a, a few different roles, and as I've learned more and more, I've just connected across the agency with people um, to learn from them. Now I feel like I'm integral to what's happening, um, and I'm appreciated for the things that I do. Um, they know what I'm capable of. They also know that I want to do more. Um, so it's an in intentionality um, of connecting, whether that's a person looking to come in or a person that's already uh, within your organization. 
And it sounds a lot like inclusion, right? That once you're in, that you're really integrated into the organization and there's that inclusivity aspect mm-hmm. um, that I think takes over or should take over. And if it doesn't, then it could lead to people feeling like, yeah, they're inside the organization, but they're kind of isolated and they're not, they're not part of the organization. So, well, um, who is someone like yourself that you'd like to acknowledge um, as a leader and potentially could be like a great guest on a program like this? I've given uh, this question a lot of thought, um, and there are a number of people um, who I think would fit the bill. Um, I speak highly of a, a former employee of our agency, in, um, Andrew Angeles, um, who was a developer within our own IT team, um, very knowledgeable, uh, very talented in the things he's doing. Um, and while he's gone on to a new role, um, it's still an appreciation for all the work that he's done um, to really bring me along once um, I had stepped out of uh, my own schooling um, and into this professional environment. Um, we worked a lot together, and I, I think he'd be great. Awesome. So Andrew's on the radar. I'm looking for you. Um, <clears throat> where can we find out more information about what you've got going on? Any shameless plugs that you'd like to put out there? Uh, no shameless plugs, uh, homeless, homeless services, um, in Los Angeles, uh, is an ongoing mission. Um, continue to support legislation in your own areas. Um, remember that we're, we're serving people who are seeking homes. Um, so any way that you can be a part of the solution, um, we always need, uh, food. There's always a need for clothing, um, and ultimately a need for shelter. Um, so looking for those opportunities and those resources in your local area um, would be more than enough for me. Awesome. So food, clothing, shelter. And then I always tell people related to this issue of making sure there's resources in communities, there's a census going on. So make sure you take your census because that will help to make sure people are counted. And then um, you got to vote. Right. So to your point, get the right legislators in there so that we can make sure we're kind of solving this, this problem for folks. Yeah. So awesome. All right. This is it. This is the tough one. The toughest question of the program. And that is what is your favorite snack? What are you snacking on lately? Mike, I, I have uh, much of a sweet tooth um, and I moved into an area that has a cold stone nearby. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> My, my uh, snack and guilty pleasure of choice is uh, certainly ice cream. Nice. That is, that's a more than a snack. It's more like a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works as quickly so, as you could get it. Um, I like it. I like it. We'll have to see if we can get Cold Stone on, uh, not on tap, but like on freezer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They got one. to go. They got to go carton. So we know. have had that. We've had ice cream days in the past at uh, shops that I've been at. It's usually a little bit more basic. You know, they got a little the little cone. <laughs> but Whatever Cold word. Stone, that would be legit. So, <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, Andrew. I appreciate you coming on the program. Yes. Thank you, Mike. 
The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snackwalls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The tech-enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io. 